Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Eve Giovanna, and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company, and much more. All in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Contentment Theory Podcast. I just wanted to start the episode by apologising for yet another episode being late. I think maybe I should just stop promising when they're going to come. Um, there's been a couple of reasons why I've not been able to record a podcast episode. Firstly, I've not been in a great headspace and my mental health has been very up and down. I'm feeling better now but there was a couple of weeks where yeah, it was not good. And also, I'm still living at my dad's at the moment and it's quite hard to record an episode when you've got a lot of people living in the house. There's just a lot of noise going on and my neighbours are really noisy. And I also live under a flight path and planes go past quite a lot. So yeah, it's just not been a good time to record a podcast episode. But anyway, I'm here right now and I'm excited about this episode because I've actually been planning it and thinking about it for a really long time. I think since I decided I wanted to do a podcast, so that was like January, Christmas time. So the way that this episode is going to work is I'm going to do a little bit of a life update, tell you what's going on with my life and then I'm going to dive into this week's topic. So if you're not interested in the life updates, just skip ahead a few minutes. So like I said in the last episode, I'm still living at my dad's and I've got a job at a cafe. I'm doing my driving lessons, which is very interesting. And to be honest, I don't really know what I'm doing with my life in the long term. And I think something like this would used to really bother me, but something really important that I've learned this year, and I've said this so many times in this podcast is let go of what you cannot control. And right now, because I'm not really sure what I want to do with my long-term plans, as in like where I want to live or career-wise or if I want to go traveling, etc. I'm just letting go of that and I'm not even thinking about it, to be honest. I do, you know, I have the occasional thoughts that float through my mind, but I think that an old version of me could, would sit around and worry so much because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but you know, yeah, I'm just letting go of what I cannot control and I'm focusing on what I can control. So what I can control right now is my daily habits and my short-term actions. And I do believe also that, and this is, this is so important. I think that your daily habits, your short-term actions do contribute and form what your life will look like in the long term. So I sort of, um, in a way thinking about my life in the long term but it's not necessarily in terms of like career and where I want to live it's just my general well-being so for example I'm focusing every day on forming really good habits like meditating exercising movement and and doing activities that make me generally just feel calm and happy and content and I feel healthy and yeah it's it's going good I also think something else that's been so important in my life recently 
and this message has really sunk in in the past few months is being where my feet are so trying to just enjoy where you're right where I am right now and this pocket of time and not obsess about where I think I should be or where I want to be because such a good example right now I was supposed to be in Canada and I definitely could drive myself crazy by thinking about oh well I should be there and I should be enjoying being over there but that is not the reality of it that's not where I am so I'm just trying to enjoy and think about all the positives of where I am right now so for example I'm back in my hometown I'm living with my family and actually it is so nice being close to my family and seeing them daily and just enjoying like small moments with them because I've not had that for a really long time I've not lived at home for eight years this is like the first time I've ever moved back in with my parents after going to university and don't get me wrong it definitely comes with its struggles if you've ever moved back in with your parents you will know um but yeah just trying to be where my feet are enjoy this pocket of time because it won't last forever I'm I'm definitely I'm gonna move out at some point and I am gonna go and live somewhere else and I don't want to look back at that time and not have appreciated this almost like wonderful opportunity I've got to reconnect with my family and just enjoy this fresh appreciation I have for my hometown and just having this like sense of it's quite emotional actually this sense of like belonging and home that I think a lot of people may not have I'm just so lucky that I've got that I've so I'm so lucky that I've got like a big family and yeah I've just got such a sense of belonging Okay, sorry, went a little bit of a rant then. But yeah, that's basically what's been going on with my life. And now I'm going to get into this week's topic, which is changing the narrative around being single. So I've been single for five years now, and I'm just going to basically talk about the benefits that I found of being single of being single and also sharing tips and tricks if you are struggling with being single because I feel like up until recently society's views on being single have not been very good and they've not been very positive and I think I am enjoying this new movement we have of all these like single women actually celebrating being single and talking about how it can be such a wonderful and transformative time and how you can find so much joy and yeah I'm joining that movement I'm supporting that movement I also wanted to preface this episode by saying that this is not to say that one is necessarily better than the other I don't think like being single is better than being in a relationship I don't think being in a relationship is necessarily better than being single I just think that it's nice um to look at things through a slightly different lens so I just basically want to help people who are struggling with being single because I know that it can be really hard and I don't think that we need any more messages telling us that basically that we're not complete until that we've got a relationship and this is like the best thing that you'll ever do in your life and this is like you're just basically waiting around for your life to start 
when you find your person. I think that so much joy and so many amazing things can happen when you're on your own. Okay, so the first major benefit of being single that I've found is you have more freedom. And what I mean by this is when you're making major life-changing decisions, you don't have to consider how it would make your partner feel. Um, So for example, if you wanted to move to the other side of the world, you wouldn't have to consider how it makes them feel or how it affects their life or how it affects your relationship. So it's one less thing to contend with and it's just one less thing stopping you from going. I think a lot of the time when we're making these life-changing decisions, we'll try and find excuses not to do them because it's not the easiest thing to do. It's not the most comfortable thing to do. And I remember when I was making the decision to move to Canada, I thought this is probably one of the best times to make a decision like this because I can be, I suppose, a little bit more selfish and I don't have to compromise. I can just think I want to make this decision and I don't have to think about how this is going to affect a significant relationship in my life. Also, you don't have to compromise in day-to-day decisions. So for example, how you want your living space or how you want to spend your days. I love having so much free time to just dilly-dally and do exactly what I want. So like going to coffee shops or, I don't know, going for walks in nature. Okay, so the next major benefit of being single, and I think this is one of the best benefits, is having the time and energy to invest in yourself. And so what I mean by this is, I feel like when you're in a relationship, a lot of your time is taken up by, you know, spending time with that person and investing in that relationship. And that obviously is a lovely thing, but I'm so grateful that I've had this past five years to really invest in myself, especially this past year, because this past year I've accidentally just not been dating I suppose I mean I did go on one date in August but prior to that I had a full year where I didn't go on dates at all and I spent so much of that year investing my time and energy into you know figuring out what is it that I wanted out of life what was my values what do I really love what do I think what do I feel and I'm so grateful for that time because I don't know, I just feel so much more self-assured about who I am and I've really enjoyed this past year. It has been an absolute journey. I've tried so many different new hobbies and I'm so grateful for that because I feel like I've opened up this completely different world and to be honest, I think if I'd been dating or if I'd been in a relationship... I just wouldn't have had as much motivation to try all these new things and do a lot of self-exploration. I think in the past I've definitely had a tendency when I've been dating or I've been in a relationship to put all my time and my energy and my focus into them and then when the relationship or 
the relationship's ended or I've stopped dating them. I've just felt sort of empty and I've not really known who I am and I've not really known what I've liked or anything like that because I've just put so much of my time and my energy and my focus into that relationship. And I think sadly, a lot of the time, my opinions and who I was, was based around who they were. And don't get me wrong, I I don't think it's bad to be influenced by other people sometimes. I've definitely been influenced in good ways by ex-partners and I still carry that influence to this day. And I'm really grateful for it because they have opened up my mind to completely new worlds. But it's good for you to have that time and that energy and that space to be able to just have some self-exploration completely away from other people's influence. Okay, so the next benefit of being single, which I found myself doing, is pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And what I mean by this is, in the past, when I've been in relationships, I've had more of a tendency to just stay in the comfort of that relationship. So for example, I'd be less likely to try new hobbies and try new things because instead of trying those new things, I would rather just hang out with that person because it's comfortable and it's easy. Whereas this past five years when I've been single, I've been I've tried like so many new things, so many different things, especially within this past year. I've been like completely like not dating, not investing into romantic relationships. I've found myself trying and doing so many different things, pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And I'm so grateful that I've had this time to push myself outside of my comfort zone because I think my life could look very different from what it is. Okay, so the next benefit of being single that I've found is... I've been able to create my own validation and what I mean by this is when I've dated in the past I've focused so much of my time and my energy into receiving validation from them and if they didn't reassure me um, with their validation or attention then I wouldn't feel like I had a lot of value, I wouldn't feel like I was good enough, like I was worthy. So for example... I would need this person to tell me that I was funny or I was pretty or I was smart. And if they didn't tell me these things, then I just wouldn't believe it about myself. And I think that's actually really sad. But now I've had this time that I've been single. I've I've invested a lot of time and energy into creating my own validation and telling myself I am good enough I am worthy and I am all these things you know I'm pretty I'm smart I'm funny I'm yeah I'm just generally good enough and I think this actually has really benefited me going back into the dating world because now say if I was dating somebody but then we stopped dating for whatever reason I wouldn't feel so I suppose so empty when the and the relationship or the dating has ended because 
I would still believe within myself that, you know, I am good enough and I am worthy. And yeah, it's a, it's something that has completely changed my life and the way that I think about myself. And it's really nice to have self-belief and I suppose it's, it gives you confidence as well, creating your own validation. And the way that I've created my own validation is a long journey within itself. And maybe I'll do an episode on that one day. Okay, so those are the major benefits I've found from being single. Well, the benefits that I've found from the past year. So I put out an Instagram sticker for my listeners asking, how do you find being single and have you found any perks of being single? And I'm going to read some of the responses. So the first response that I got for, how do you find being single? Somebody said, the older I get, the more okay I feel about it. I'd rather be single than unhappy with someone. And yep, I completely agree. And I really relate to that because the older I've gotten as well, the more content I feel about it. And I suppose as you grow older, you become a little bit more wiser and you're able to see more of the benefits of being single and it doesn't feel so much like the end of the world. (laughs) Okay, so my next response for the same question is, you feel like you're a toy to your partnered friends, someone they can use once in a while. Ooh. Oh, well, I'm really sorry that you feel like that. That must not feel nice at all. And I know you've not asked for my advice, but I was going to share tips and tricks anyway. So I would advise to maybe seek out some friendships where the other people are single as well, because I don't know if you're feeling used by your friends that are in relationships then if you try and seek out friends that are single then you won't feel used in that way if that makes sense okay and then my next question was what do you find are the perks of being single and somebody responded with to deeply connect with myself yeah definitely completely relate to that I feel like a lot of this episode has been about having that time to have that self-exploration and just really deeply connect with yourself. I feel really deeply connected with myself because I have that time and the energy to invest in that connection and it's like I'm my own best friend. I don't know. So yeah, I completely, I completely relate to that. Okay, so that's it for the responses and now I wanted to share some more practical tips and advice on how to make you feel a little bit better about being single So my number one tip is to seek out other single people and hang out with them because I think it's quite important to be around people that you can relate to and they're having, they're sharing the same experience and they can validate your experience, you know, because for example, if you are just having one of those days where you're struggling with being single you can confide in a friend who is single and yeah, they can just comfort you and console you. Don't get me wrong, I hang out with my friends and my friends' partners quite a lot, but I think it's important just to have that balance and to find some time where you can hang out with people who are sharing that same experience as yourself. My next piece of advice is 
do activities that you really want to do or you've wanted to do for a really long time because before you know it you're going to get snatched up you're going to be in a relationship and you're not going to be able to find that time or you're not going to have the motivation to do that thing that you really wanted to do it literally could be anything it could be like going to a pottery class or I don't know going out hiking or going camping so for example a lot of the things that I want to do, like going camping and going hiking and, I don't know, travelling or whatever, I do want to do that with a partner when I have a partner, but also I want to have that experience on my own as well. So what I'm saying is, I think that you need to make the most of the time that you have alone because... You have no idea what you have no idea what's going to happen. You could literally meet the love of your life next week. And I know it's such a cheesy thing to say that, but it genuinely is so true. You don't know what's going to happen in life. So use your time wisely. Go do the pottery class. Go do the solo camping trip. Because the time the time is now, honestly. There is no time like the present. My next piece of advice would be to follow social media accounts that inspire you and they validate your experience so it may seem really obvious but try and focus your feed on having um people that are having a good time being single instead of following like relationships where people are all loved up because you know that it's not going to make yourself it's not going to make you feel good about yourself if you're seeing all these couples like being madly in love and like having such a wonderful time. I'm not saying completely avoid it, but I'm just saying that your social media is a very powerful influence. And if you are having a lot of people coming up on your feed that are single and they're really enjoying the experience of being single, then it's going to help you feel inspired to feel the same. So for example, this is just the first example that I can, can think of the top of my head. Florence Given comes up on my feed quite a lot. She literally has the best time ever being single. And when I like watch her videos, I just think, yeah, you are, you look like you're having such an amazing time being single and it inspires me. Okay, so my last piece of practical advice and this is not for everyone, but if you're finding yourself being addicted to love and romantic relationships and male validation or just generally the validation that you get from relationships and also you're finding yourself really struggling with just not being in a relationship constantly, then you should try a dating detox. Even if it's just for a few months I think it can be so beneficial and my number one reason why is because I think in society we're taught especially as women to have romantic relationships centered in our lives and that they hold so much value and it is the thing that we should be working towards like it should be one of the top of our priorities and I think it does us really well to decenter romantic relationships from our lives because then we can see that there's so many other wonderful things that have so much value that are not romantic relationships. Also, 
I'm not just talking about like hobbies or I don't know other valuable experiences I'm talking about like other types of relationships like I have invested a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of nurturing into my friendships and they are so valuable to me and I'm so glad that I've given them so much time and attention because they are probably more important than any of my romantic relationships will ever be to be honest. So what I'm trying to say is if you just give yourself that time, however long it is, three months, six months, maybe even a year, go crazy, it will give you that headspace to be able to invest time and energy into yourself and then you won't feel so reliant and so addicted to the validation that you get from romantic relationships. I wanted to make a book recommendation as well because I remember reading this book at the time and thinking it had quite a big impact on me and it definitely helped me change the narrative around being single. So the book is called The Unexpected Joy of Being Single by Catherine Gray and because I've not read it in a while I think it would be best just to read the synopsis to you. So having a secret single freak out, feeling the red heart shaped urgency intensely as the years roll on by. Oh hi, you're in the right place. Over half of Brits aged 25 to 44 are now single. It's become the norm to remain solo until much later in life, given the average marriage ages of 35 for women and 38 for men. Many of us are choosing never to marry at all. But society, films, song lyrics and our parents are adamant that a happy ending has to be couple-shaped, that we're incomplete without an other half, like a bisected panto pony. Don't know what that is. Dating like it's a job, spending half our lives waiting for somebody with fancy to text us back, feeling haunted by the terms spinster or confirmed bachelor. Catherine Gray took a whole year off dating to find single satisfaction. She lifted the lid on the re- she lifted the lid on the reasons behind the global single revolution, explored the bizarre ways cultures, single shame, detached from all the good ones are gone, panic, and debunked the myth that married people are much happier. Let's start the reverse brainwash in order to locate and luxuriate in single happiness. Are you in? Spoiler, you're already whole. Well, I think that that sounds pretty amazing, to be honest. I wanted to end this episode with just my last few thoughts and some things to try and remind yourself if you're struggling with being single. So the first thing is, Being single is hard sometimes, but I personally would much rather wait for the right person who meets my standards and my expectations than just being with somebody because I'm lonely. Because honestly, I've been with people because I've been lonely or I'm like, I'll take any tiny crumb of a relationship. And I think in the long term, it makes you feel worse because they're not meeting, you know, your expectations or your standards. And it's almost like you're taking the instant gratification of anything that you can get from any sort of like instant like dopamine that you can get. Whereas 
if you wait a bit longer for somebody who is meets your standards and your expectations and you're waiting for a relationship that's actually fulfilling it will feel so much better in the long term than just going for that like anything will do sort of approach I almost think that when you go for the first relationship that comes your way without considering whether it meets your standards or expectations it's like taking the instant gratification and I don't think to be honest instant gratification is good in many areas of our lives so for example excessive use of social media is that's like an instant gratification and that is that is so bad for us in so many ways so I kind of like to think of I kind of like to in all my areas of life not go for the instant gratification don't get me wrong I don't completely cut it out because I do use social media sometimes but I just think that it's good to try and steer your life away from instant gratification because I think good things take time and a good relationship is worth the wait honestly I do I just wanted to say as well that if you're not sure about your standards and your expectations and what you want from a relationship I think it's a really good idea to write down and be really specific about what you want and I don't mean in a superficial sense like what I want them to wear or what I want them to look like I mean what your standards are what your expectations are how you want them to make you feel and how you really how you want the relationship to be so I'm going to share with you what I wrote down to give you an idea of what I mean so I want to be fully comfortable around them and not feel like I have to put up a front and exaggerate certain things about my personality so they'll like me more they'll be proud to be with me openly and openly proud about our relationship I want our values to be aligned I want them to want me for my whole self and not just the not just my sexuality and egotistical cool things about me I want them to have the same stupid sense of humour and to laugh with them I want them to respect me as a person and as a woman I want them to be easygoing, open and up for an adventure I want us to love each other with all of our hearts I want there to be a balance of spending time with them, alone time, friends, hobbies etc I want to feel safe and secure and not worry when I'm not with them I don't want to be obsessed with their validation. I want them to be calm and enjoy slow living and enjoy the little moments. I want them to enjoy the outdoors. I want them to be playful and be in touch with their inner child. I want them to get along with my friends and family and make an effort with them. I want to be able to communicate my thoughts and opinions without judgment or holding back. I want them to be able to do the same. I want them to want to grow with me to make a meaningful life I want them to think I'm beautiful as myself so the scruffy weird outdoorsy person that I am so yeah that's everything that I wrote down and looking reading back on it it's actually quite emotional and I read that and I think I am worthy of all of that and it's funny I look back at some of the points and I think a lot of these things come from the way that I was treated in past relationships 
and how I don't want that to be brought through to the next relationship that I have. And the reason why I did this was because I was listening to this podcast called Time Alone by Siobhan Lauren and she was saying that before she got into her current relationship that she basically wrote down all the things that she wanted from a relationship and it's kind of like a, you could call it like a manifestation practice and I really enjoyed doing it actually. It was therapeutic and I don't know, it just feels like a, a lovely thing to do. So yeah, if you're not if you're not sure about what you want from a relationship, write it down. And, you know, like I was just saying, think about the things that, the ways that you didn't like to be treated in past relationships. And, you know, you can be really clear and say, that is not how I want to be treated in my next relationship. One other thing that I wanted to mention that I've experienced and I've learned the hard way is that I think that we're told through it's probably the media and probably from our elders that if we find the right relationship that it'll fix us and it'll solve all of our problems but this is just not true. I think that in the past when I've been in relationships I've looked that person to fix all of my internal struggles and that they'll magically just make them all go away but that doesn't happen. You still have the same internal struggles and I think that healing comes from within and it comes from yourself don't get me wrong I do think that it is so nice to have that support there and have somebody to lean on when you're going through somebody dif- something difficult or you need help figuring or navigating your way through something but I think sometimes too much pressure can be put on this narrative that you know if you find the right person like all of your problems will magically go away. So yeah, just bear that in mind. Okay, so that is the end of this episode. I wanted to leave you with one last message and that is just remember that it is completely normal and it is human and it is a natural thing to crave a relationship, to crave companionship and we're all gonna go through these days when we're struggling with being single and yeah that is completely okay because I definitely go through them myself so thank you so much for listening and I hope you found this episode informative um and I hope it's changed your narrative slightly about being single and I hope to see you next time Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evegiovanna underscore, that's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.